Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. It is an incredible, incredible day and time to be alive. Thank you for all of that. We've got a fabulous show for you guys today. And right out of the gate, you know, I'm so thrilled to be introducing you uh, to uh, somebody that when I think about what it is we get to do in life, I think about how many times did spirit tap me on the shoulder? How many times was I actually awake enough to pay attention? And then out of that, you know, how did I, how many times did I think about, well, wait a minute, you know, is this a genius idea for me or is it a God shot? Is it something that came, you know, from a, from a divine intervention? And then the question is, why does any of that matter anyway? You know, what is it that we've come to know about our connection to God? What is it that we've come to know about the way that we pray? What is it that we've come to know about this insight that is around us 24-7 that many of us either know about or don't know about? But the question really is, the question really is, what is it about us that will help us get to the place where we fully understand the power and the potentiality of prayer. Well, Rick Hamlin joining me here today, 10 prayers you can't live without. How to talk to God about everything. And I'm telling you about everything. Because that's- Wow, this guy sounds like he knows something. Yeah, (laughs) Rick, right? About everything. Yeah, it is, hi. (laughs) Hi, welcome to the show. It's just so funny hearing 10 prayers you can't live without. I think, boy, that's a pretty cheeky title. I wonder who he is. Dang. I'm thinking that myself. When I came across that, I thought, whoa, who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Rick. Thanks. Well, I want to ask you about this, and I literally do want to ask you that question. I I wanted to talk with you about your own journey. Look, sometimes, um, and over the past 13 years, pretty much about six or 7,000 conversations. I got to talk to a lot of people and they show up amazingly just like you are right now. But what is it that happened to you along the way? You know, what challenges did you have to move beyond? What obstacles did you have to overcome, Rick, to bring you right here to this very moment? Well, you know, I I remember a moment I I was talking to it. The guy happened to be a minister. didn't have to be a minister, but he, he said this one thing to me. He said, do you know God? And I thought, 
I don't know. And I thought, well, I sort of knew God the way you know uh, the parents of your best friend. Uh, they, they, they sort of say, you say, hi, Mr. or Mrs. Smith, and they say, oh, just call this, you know, Mildred and Dawn. And, you know, no, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know, there was no sort of closeness there. And this guy said, well, then you need to spend time, dedicated time, in prayer every day. He said, you know, it might even be 15 minutes, but it's just got to be dedicated to prayer. And that started me on this prayer journey of setting aside some time to pray every day. Uh, the time has changed, the places have changed, but this was about 30 years ago. But that process of making it something I would consciously do, not just in times of emergency, not just, you know, in a worship service or when somebody asks you to pray, but do it because it's on the agenda. Getting to know God, and the only way you can do that is sort of set a time up for it. Um, you know, I was a young married at the time, and it reminded me of the way my wife and I, we would sort of wander apart if we didn't sort of sit together, usually at dinner, and talk. And that's sort of what you know, prayer is just sitting in the presence of someone who you discover loves you more than you even know you're lovable. I know. But, you know, isn't this part of the journey? I, I'm not sure exactly your background um, or wh- how you've come to have this conversation. The point is that you've been called to have this conversation. So you've been called to shine, um, right? And, yeah. you know, for me, I'm always fascinated by what that starts to look like and how, um, how we each get to say yes to it. Uh, can you remember your first dialogue with God? Well, of course, as a kid, I remember, you know, <laughs> those, 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 those times you have in prayer. But I remember as a kid, I had this moment where, I, you know, I, I'd read those Bible stories in the way God spoke to Moses or God spoke to Abraham. And I said, geez, God, speak to me, you know. And uh, maybe I was about 10, 11 years old. And I was riding my bicycle home from a piano lesson, and I was coming down this hill, and it was a, a winter, late afternoon, and the sun was, this was Southern California, the sun was on the mountains, and just the way that sun hit the mountains, and that, that feeling of freedom you have at the end of a piano lesson, the end of a, of a hard day, and kind of coasting down the hill, and it was like, oh, God spoke to me right then. It wasn't the burning bush. It wasn't, you know, God's, you know, an angel coming from above. It was just in that moment I thought, yeah, oh, this is it. This is it. Uh, and, and that memory has always been there. So, so yeah, you know, uh, putting, putting the challenge to God and then discovering when you're riding your bicycle down a hill, he's right here. Yeah. I mean, isn't it really interesting? I remember, um, I remember a time when I was, oh my gosh, okay, maybe like what, 17, let's just say it was 17. And I remember um, I was riding my motorcycle. I grew up in a motorcycle family, right? And so I remember riding my motorcycle and I remember riding it around like a hairpin turn in Watchung, New Jersey. Watchung. Did you like when I said that, Rick? Watchung, New Jersey. Get that? Wachung, New Jersey. I That's remember exactly this. where God is. Yeah, All That's right. exactly where God was that moment. Because I had taken this turn a million, gazillion, trillion times. I mean, it was like my route home. But I had somebody on the back. 
and they had not taken the turn, nor had they had ever been on this road with me when I'm taking the turn. So I'm taking the turn the way a crazy 17-year-old girl from New York takes a turn. Now, that means that your face is almost hitting the ground, right? <laughs> I mean, why else would you ride a motorcycle? That's the thrill, right? That's the thrill. But guess what? She got afraid. And she uh -huh. lifted up. And I knew in that moment, after many years of not talking to God, that God was still with me. Is that what people, you know, I mean, this is really an amazing time to be able to live in this world where we get to talk about this. You know, you and I don't live in a country that if we start to talk about this, somebody's going to come in and, you know, arrest your family and arrest my family or, you know, do crazy things. You and I literally get to have this conversation. Is that amazing? Well, you know, it's fun to talk about prayer, and yet every time I talk about prayer I, or, or, you know, write a book about prayer, I always feel like the real point of this book is I hope that at some point you just stop reading this book and just do it. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be able to write about prayer, but then, you know, here we're talking about prayer, and if you're just sitting there, oh, just do it yourself, because it's, it's the easiest thing on earth. People get so intimidated. Oh, my gosh, I've got to come up with the right things to say. Why would you edit yourself when you're talking to God who knows what's going on in your head anyway? So I want to ask you about prayer. Okay, uh, okay. I grew up with a certain kind of prayer, and I've since had the opportunity to kind of change that up a bit. You know, if you're me and you're growing up in New York, you know, you, ha you have one thing going on right there in the Bronx, and that is you're growing up as Catholic pretty much. But then mm -hmm. your dad gets remarried, and your dad then marries somebody from the South. And now you get a different point of view about religion. Uh -huh. And then you become me, and you become homeless at 17. And literally, the only way to get off the streets or perhaps even get some clothes is to dress up white, stand on a corner, and hit a tambourine. And wow. so I want to ask you, how many faces are there uh, to God that people pray to? Is how there just faces? one? And the reason I like to ask this question is because we're living in a world now, and I happen to live in a state that is considered a, a city that's considered the least religious city on the planet and the most spiritual I came from the most religious city on the planet. And I just want to ask you, what are you discovering along the way and where people are today with their prayer, their practice, and their point of view about God? That, you know, um, openness is so important and being sort of open to the, the, the big spiritual experience. Um, I, you know, okay, I wrote a book called Ten Prayers. You, can, uh, you, you can't live without, and yet it sounds... I mean, are there only 10? Goodness, no. I mean, I think each of us has our own prayer, a life that's probably unique to each of us. It's, it's sort of like when I have, you, you hear my voice, you hear the, the timbre in it, and, you know, somebody who hasn't, you know, spoken to me, somebody who hears my son says, oh my gosh, you guys sound so much alike, and yet you're still different. So the individuality, and I think in prayer life, I think we find our own individuality. 
Um, we find our own individual ways of expression, which means there's a mirror back, which is also hearing our individuality. Um, I, you know, of course, we, you know, Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer. What yep. wonderful words those are. But, yep. but, you know, each one of us, you know, has so, we have so much different needs and we have, uh, you know, so many gifts, our own gifts. And to discover those in the presence of the divine is a huge opportunity. I love it. And so much of this, I love what you've written in here. So much of this, Rick, is, is bringing the essence of prayer to our contemporary arena. And I think that is so important so important for some of us. Someone asked me the other day, and I'll say this, we'll go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what the 10 prayers are, 10 prayers you can't live without. Um, And someone said to me the other day, my gosh, I've never seen so many apps on a phone that you you click on every morning at this meeting. You're clicking on these apps. And I realized to myself, what am I clicking on? Well, now in the world we live in, we can click on apps that bring us messages to improve. And this is me now improve my connection, improve my connection with God, improve my connection with spirit, improve my connection. Why is that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be talking about it. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people and living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your Soul Purpose Advocate. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. 
naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeluceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that, Benny. Um, and you know, I love that song, but also Benny and I got to interview Olivia Newton John when she put out her CD, Grace and Gratitude. And boy, by the way, she will be coming back. She's got uh, some new, new work for us. But today, I love this book. You know, the minute that I saw that uh, someone had actually written a book like this, I thought to myself, I said to Linda, Linda, you got to find out, okay, uh, uh, who is this? How do we get to interview him? Is this, you know, is this somebody that came through Aaron? Who, who is this Rick guy? And then I get the book, 10 Prayers You Can't Live Without, How to Talk to God About Everything. And, you know, Rick, I want to say this, and, and we're going to take a journey now on what the prayers are. But here's the thing I do want to talk with you about, and I wish you would share a bit about your own journey around this. It's this last part, How to Talk to God About Everything. Now, I grew up in a religious experience I was just sharing with you, and talking with God about everything was actually not something that was known or worldwide at the time. Can you please talk about how you've seen this change in the world and why this is not only something that is important to do, but is it is absolutely crucial to do? And that's why I love today's show. So for those of you that are tuning in, you know, here, here's the title of today's show, The Imperfect Practice of Prayer. You know, with my very special guest joining me here today, Rick Hamlin. You know, what does that mean? You know, the imperfect practice of prayer. I love this because, you know, when I, when I thought we were going to talk about this, and yes, of course, I'm referencing the book. But, you know, part of this is really opening up a door for people that may have discovered along the way that, wait a minute, the imperfect practice of prayer, I was never allowed, Rick, to be imperfect with that. And I shared with you during the break what my journey was about. Mm -hmm. It was pure imperfection. But yet along the way, you know, this is not some sort of edict that comes from above to say, wow, this is how you should pray. This is where you should pray. This is how many times you should pray. Albeit, there are some spiritual practices that have that. What is it that you've discovered about this imperfect practice of prayer? And is, is it widely accepted in the people that you've been talking with? Don't, don't, you, you, I, don't you love that phrase, practicing prayer? I mean, that, we do yeah, use that I phrase. We say, practicing prayer. Yeah. You know, it's not performance. It's not 
uh-oh, ta-da, I've got to perform my prayer. Uh, you no, know, we're really uh, imperfect. Now, I want to be careful. I was, the word that comes to mind right now is, is sin, and I want to be very careful about that word because it, it, it's, it's a very loaded word for some people, and it, and it takes them away from God, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sorry that it does. But, but so if it's, if, uh, you know, we are, there is imperfection in us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. If when we accept that and use that in in our prayer life, you know, it's um, each time I, I pray, I feel like I'm renewing myself. I'm 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 becoming new again. Um, uh, the 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 old term repentance means like turning back, but you know that can be a powerful positive word for some people. For other people, it might might not. But but to to put yourself uh, the, the Jesus prayer is a wonderful prayer. That, um, mm. It comes from the Orthodox prayer tradition. Uh, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. have mercy on me. Some people say Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, if that works for you, use the sinner party. If it doesn't, but just the Jesus Christ. That's that little phrase that you can hold in your head to just stay connected. Have mercy on me. What a powerful word. Mercy means acknowledging my failings. And once I do, I'm, I'm there. I mean, Jesus was working with the people who had the most failings. Those are the mm-hmm. people he was there for. Those are the people God wants. God wants the ungodly, not the perfect ones. The perfect ones, they're probably doing just fine by themselves. I'm not sure they are. But but it's us, it's us, Pat, who are imperfect, that just are waiting to be loved by God. I, You know, this is really, for me, um, in reading your book, but also listening to some of the other things that you've said, is this is really the the message, I think, that so many people are hearing right now. You know, there is a message that says, I'm really okay. I'm okay in my imperfection of my understanding. And no, I, I did not, uh, it, it, the, that comment about imperfect what had, not, had nothing really to do with sin. Although there's a lot of dialogue about sin. And I remember a long time ago, um, my, a very dear rabbi friend of mine said, you know, there's the original Hebrew word for sin. And do you know what it means? Now, uh, really, is there any other word but what I've learned about it? And he went on to say that it means to miss. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, now you've got my attention. What does that mean to miss? You know, this means, you know, to, to miss means not to be there, doing something without being present there, you mm-hmm. know. And they go on to say, of course, if you do something without being present there, that's what the word has meant. But today you and I get to talk about these prayers, but we also get to talk about how to go about prayer. And isn't that really now part of your conversation, part of what you're talking about? You know, so would you talk for a minute about the idea of, wait a minute, do I have to wait for Sunday to pray? Do I have to wait to be at this place to pray? How do you, how do you do this in your life? And what have you discovered, Rick? You know, uh, one of the weird little things, and this is, I love asking people, uh, where do you pray? Uh, We often say, how do you pray? But often, where? Mm -hmm. Because um, I think it's very helpful to have one place that you can go to every day to that has, has a physical surroundings. It could be a chair, uh, a desk chair. It could be a sofa. You could be sitting on the floor on a pillow. Um, in my case, it's 
sitting on the subway train. Um, you know, it's one place. It's in cars. The, you know, the, the answer I get most often to that, where do you pray? People say, I pray in my car when I'm driving to work, or I pray in my car. And I think, wow, that's so great. Um, if you have a regular place that you go to pray, and this is just one place, it, the the external stimulus there helps you connect to the internal stuff that's going on. Um, so there there are certain habits that that are useful, and and you know, sitting on the sofa first thing in the morning, just a, a little time now. That's that's that sort of that's that's the practicing moment. Um, the rest of the day, you're going to be able to do it while you're you know while you're working, while you're while you're driving, while you're shopping. Um, you know, you'll have these prayer moments. But I love having just one time dedicated. Five minutes is really wonderful of just closing out and opening up your spirit and listening for God. Oh, I love it. Rick, you know, one of the things that I'm so eager to talk with you about, we're going to take a a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, who are the people that have shown up in our lives? Who are some of the folks that, you know, we would say are our mentors? You know, who are are some of the folks that have brought, you know, our teachings forward? And then Rick's going to share some of the prayers that uh, he has come to know, uh, whether they're in his book or they have emerged after his book. Uh, and he and I have something very, very cool to talk about. And we did it during the break. What is our earliest memory of prayer? Is it the Lord's Prayer? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Are you and your family looking for one manageable lifestyle change that will positively impact your health? Look no further. That change begins inside your drinking glass. Learn how to put a lid on junk drinking by sipping from a recipe collection of colorful, fresh, tasty, wholesome fruit and vegetable blends. Get your copy now of Sip the Garden. Fun, easy drinks for a healthier family by T. Carrie Mitchell. Visit lifestyle120.com for information on how to order. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Access Consciousness is coming back to Seattle this April for three amazing events. 
Mark your calendars. April 20th through the 22nd is the Access Consciousness Body Classes, created by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, facilitated by Dr. Glenna Rice. Explore verbal processes and hands-on bodywork that will unlock the tension, resistance, and dis-ease of the body by shifting energy dynamically. April 23rd through the 25th is the Advanced Access Body Class with Gary Douglas. What if you could undo a whole lot of limitations that you have locked into your body and create an alteration of the way your body functions? Then, on April 26th at 7 p.m., join Gary Douglas for the Abuse Hold class. This is the first time ever that this dynamic process is being presented in a class format. Find out more about these Access Consciousness April events in Seattle by visiting transformation.events. That's transformation.events. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Hey, everyone, welcome back. You know, there's so much that, uh, you know, Rick and I could possibly talk about here. But, you know, just so you know, um, there's much more to find out about this message. And certainly we're going to talk about some of the prayers in the book. But the best way, I think, to find out more about you, Rick, um, what's the best website to send people to? And how do they find out more about you? And how do they get a copy of the book? Uh, the book you can certainly get um, in bookstores, um, uh, Amazon. Um, uh, as for me, you know, RickHamlin.com. I'm reachable there, and uh, you can feel free. People can email me directly. I work for Guidepost Magazine, um, uh, so you can email me at Guidepost. So it's Rick Hamlin or, or R Hamlin at Guideposts.org. Uh, R Hamlin at Guidepost.org. If you've got a personal question, then um, sure, I, you know, I like getting email. Super. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of things that I think are highly relevant to the world we live in today. And I alluded to one of them, and that was the fact that, you know, we walking around in the digital world, we have smartphones and we have other things now. You know, people at any given point in time have access to tools to help us. Um, and, and yet at the same time, you know, we're finding that folks are being willing to take the journey that is the title of today's show, The Imperfect Practice of Prayer. Meaning, is it okay, Rick, for me to prayer when I'm angry? You know, is it okay for me to have somebody that I work with, for example, to help me with understanding the power of prayer? And does it have to be, you know, my minister, my priest? And so I'm asking you these questions because I would love for you to share where we are today in this particular narrative around prayer. You know, is it different than where we were 
clearly different than when I grew up. But is this different? Are you seeing things shift on this? And, and I would love for you to share your experience around this. You know, that's such a good question about, you know, uh, angry. You know, should I, should I pray when I'm angry? And really, uh, you should really just look at the Psalms, because a lot of the Psalms are coming from people who are really hurting and really angry. Um, you know, we like to think sort of the sweet Psalms, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But sometimes the language is vitriolic. Uh, you know, somebody who really helped me to understand this, he said, he, he described a situation, he said, you know, if I'm angry with my friend, my friend wants to know. Not, I shouldn't be holding it all inside, but I need to tell my friend why I'm angry. And the same thing would go for God. If you're angry at God, God wants to know. You know, dump it in her, his plate, her plate. You know, just get rid of it. Let go of the anger, um, but, but express it. So can we pray when we're angry? Of course we can pray when we're angry. We should, in fact. That's probably one of the best times to pray when we're angry. I remember one woman I interviewed, she once, she said she was so angry she couldn't even say the Lord's Prayer. She said she just every time she would come to, like, you know, she would just, you know, forgive us our forgive us, she couldn't do it. And just by sort of repeating those words, she finally was able to get you know, her anger down. But, but yeah, we have to be, you know, being open in prayer means acknowledging all those different feelings. We're not always going to be happy. You know, there are times when we're really angry, or, or, and, and what a gift to be able to express that. It is a gift, and I want to ask you about gifts. What is the gift of prayer? What is the gift of prayer? The gift yeah. of prayer is something that everybody can do. That um, It's something that you cannot fail at doing it. Trying to do it is to do it. Uh, someone once asked me, you know, do you, uh, do you have to believe in God to, to pray? I said, no. No, you just pray. Um, uh, I believe in God, but, but, but just open yourself up. There is this, there is this an experience of just to try to pray is to pray. You cannot fail at it. It's not like, oh, I have to get better at this, and then I'll be praying. No, just open your heart. Whatever comes out is, is good. I want to ask you, do you have a favorite? Someone asked uh, me that a couple of weeks ago. Somebody asked me that, uh, Rick, a couple of weeks ago when I was on another show, and I was talking about, you know, the the book I'm writing and the platform that I'm I'm out talking about, which is about street smart spirituality, because it's the way I grew up. You know, it's kind of monkey bar. Uh, if you're in the mo- monkey bar prayers, you know, mm-hmm. why do you, how do you what do you pray for at the top of the monkey bar when you slip? <laughs> so. <laughs> Street start spirituality. Well, we, so we I wanted a little to bit. ask you, you know, that question about it. Do you have a favorite prayer, or do you change? Yeah, you know, it's sort of different times. We talked a little bit about the zapping prayers. We talked about the Jesus yes. prayer, you know, yeah. the Jesus prayer. Um, gratitude is, is a prayer just bring. Uh, you know, there was a time I, I had um, surgery, and I was just really struggling in recovery, and I, and I couldn't. I couldn't pray. Here's this guy, expert on prayer. I couldn't pray. And you know what I discovered is to writing down who I was thankful to. In fact, writing thank you notes turned out to be a way of praying uh, because it put me back in touch with gratitude. Uh, so sometimes one of, those, one of those times when you're really in despair, to, to start 
putting down things you are grateful to, for even numbering them, uh, counting them off. Deborah Norville called it, um, what she call it, thank you power. She said she would just write a list of the things you're, you're thankful for. And once when I was really depressed, I just did that. And you'd be surprised how many things you can be thankful for when you don't think you have anything to be thankful for. Um, so that's, that's a form of prayer. Thanks. Thanks is a form of prayer. And, and boy, it's one I need a lot. Well, and, you know, part of this is really looking at, you know, how we use prayer. You know, are there various ways we use prayer? I know that clearly I gave an example of the motorcycle experience, but, you know, I don't remember being consciously aware of a prayer. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. being consciously aware of how grateful uh, for an intervention. And I gave it, you know, a very short period of time for that. But there are prayers that we have. Is it okay to pray when we're angry? Because we have, I think we have a stigma about, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm angry. And what happens when we get to the point of angry, where we come angry with God? You know, I know when my mom passed away, I wasn't jumping up and down. I didn't quite understand it. And so, you know, we have these rules. And I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about, you know, an imperfect practice, you know, how do the rules help us? And are they rules that are man-made or are there some, let's just call them guidelines? Yeah, guidelines is a nice way to put it. Yeah, because rules sounds like, oh, oh, if I don't do it that way, then I'm in trouble. You know, guidelines are those, those uh, you know, the Bible is full of guidelines. Um, yeah, uh, we have the Ten Commandments. Uh, I love that old line. You know, they weren't called the Ten Suggestions. But, you know, what, what we really have is what we have, uh, guidelines is we have people. And I think, you know, the model that people are, I mean, the model of who Jesus is, we see, you know, we see situations, we see, uh, we hear narratives, and those are the things that sort of warm our hearts. Uh, you know, you meet somebody in your life, and they'll tell you a story, and it, and it kind of warms you up. Um, uh, I don't talk about prayer. Singing is a form of prayer, and it might not be a holy song. It might be just something that you love singing. You know, it opens you up. It gives you a moment of praise. It gives you a moment of feeling love. Uh, it could also be a, a time when you express anger. You can sing. It, it, that sort of opening up is a way of praying. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I love what we're talking about here because we are talking about practice. You know, we are talking about the things that, uh, you know, get us closer and closer and closer and not have us live separate. You know, I know there have been points in time in my life where I felt completely alone, totally Mm -hmm. alone in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly understand what any or all of that means. I mean, you know, I was homeless at 17 and I'll tell you, there are a bunch of prayers that I had around that. Uh, and you know, for me, they worked because I wasn't, I didn't have to stay homeless a whole long period of time, but sometimes aren't there prayers that we can have that simply praise and, you know, praise, whether you believe in God or whatever the God of your understanding is, you know, whatever that is, there is praise. I want to take a short break and we come back. What are the prayers of praise? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with the show.
keep your lifestyle in retirement? It's a question people often wonder about. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment and advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Pat. Many of you have heard me talk about the Lyme disease epidemic going on right now in the world. I want to tell you about my friends at Results RNA. They have now created an entire Lyme support system for immune system support, detoxification, rejuvenation, and neurological healing. Please visit ResultsRNA.com to learn more. And for first-time orders, you'll receive a special 10% discount. All you have to do is type in Dr. Pat at checkout. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. This is Dr. Pat. Have you ever tried maca? Well, maca is a root vegetable that grows at altitudes above 13,000 feet in the Andes Mountains. As a family-run company of true maca specialists, the maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca products at a fair price. And they are delicious. One of the most common questions they get is from men and women who want to know more about using maca for fertility. Maca works on the endocrine system to balance hormones in both men and women. Scientific studies have found that using black maca boosts sperm count in men and women given maca respond with increased regularity in cycles and easier ovulation. Wow. To learn more and read stories from couples who have reported success with maca, visit themacateam.com and check out the black maca. That's themacateam.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Um, It is so great to have you here. The Imperfect Practice of Prayer with Rick Hamlin. And for those of you that heard me talk about the book before, 10 Prayers You Can't Live Without, How to Talk to God About Everything. You know, and there are some things that, you know, we're going to talk about now that many of us perhaps have felt is a bit taboo. You know, what is it about prayer that Uh, Rick invites us to explore in this book and he has got some of the greatest prayers, but also there's some just incredible stories in the book uh, as well. Uh, And, you know, when I'm thinking about what this means and how our life, 
you know, kind of goes to the through the long and winding road. A number of things come up, Rick. And one of them is, you know, how we've kind of been groomed to think there is a certain prayer, a certain time, and we have to really be really want something. But before the break, I I talked about praise. Sometimes we can pray and not want anything. You know, sometimes, you know, we pray and praise. And I I would love for you to talk about that for a little bit, because, you know, some of this has to do with a faith journey. It's funny, you know, that um, sometimes people get confused, and it's, it's like, well, is God's, is, is God's ego so fragile that he needs us to praise him all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we supposed to praise God? Um, and it's not about God. It's about us. Uh, think about this with, you know, with your spouse. You know, why do you praise your spouse? It's for your relationship. It's, you know, it's so that you start seeing those wonderful things that are praiseworthy in your spouse. It's to live sort of a loving kind of relationship. So praise is not for God. Praise is for us. Praise feels good. Praise makes us happy. Praise puts us in touch with sort of a God-rootedness in us. And, and it's sort of when, we, when you start thinking praise, then you start looking for what's praiseworthy, the beautiful day, the, you know, the, the gifts I've been given. And it puts you back, puts God back in the, into the conversation in that way. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you a, a, a number of different things. You're the um, executive editor of Gu- uh, Guidepost, uh, Guideposts magazine. Yeah, that's pretty you know, impressive. Who's he? They were executive editor. No, I, wow. I already knew you were hot stuff. Anybody that writes a book <laughs> that says prayer in it, I already knew. And then, not to mention, you know, you're using the God word. Um, but that had to take something because I wanted to ask, this is the question I want to ask you, is it took me a lot of years to even speak openly about God, spirit, whatever that is. And I wanted to ask you, did it come naturally for you? No, you know, sometimes you'll you sort of meet somebody, in the, and then I'll say, oh, I'm the executive editor of Guidepost, and they say, what's Guidepost? And I say, I say, it's a magazine of inspirational stories. And then you can see their eyes are getting nervous, and they're looking, and they go, uh-oh, this guy is going to corner me. He's going to start, you know, reading Bible verses at me. He's going to... And then you think, no, 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 I'm not going to... Yeah. You can see their fear and projecting things on you. And you go, you know, I want you to know that what... I care about is prayer. And what that means is just sharing the love of God in people's lives. I mean, Guidepost Guide Magazine, uh, what we do is we tell stories about people whose faith has made a difference in their lives. And, you know, there's so much out there that is really negative and that so much out there that tells you you need to be richer, you need to be famous, you need to be skinnier to be ever count in your life. Well, isn't it nice to have the opportunity to be somebody out there who's saying, you know what? A little faith in your life will just liven yourself up, liven your life up so much. Yeah. How does prayer but, change our lives? How does it change our lives? I think. I it, know. I love this question. How does prayer I want to hear change, it from your point of view, though. <laughs> how does a prayer change our lives? It's it's a it's a um, 
it's sort of it's like a, a, a lubrication job on your on your uh, on your car. It's it's um, it's making things go easier. I mean, think of things, something like forgiveness. Forgiveness is essential so that you don't let the ang- your anger, you know, uh, paralyze you, your unforgiveness paralyze you. Well, how do we forgive? We can't do it on our own. You need help doing it. Um, I, you know, I've had moments where I really couldn't forgive somebody. And how can I do that? I can only do it with God's help. So why, why limit myself by holding on to a grudge? Why not find a way to let it go? And I can only do that with God's help. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you this last question. And thank you so much for your time. Um, please let folks know the website again, if, if you don't mind. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yep. you can find me at guidepost.org, um, guidepost, G-U-I-D-E-P-O-S-T-S dot org, uh, and also rickhamlin.com um, too. Wow. Someone said to me, um, actually someone I listen to quite often, um, talked about the idea of living a big life. And certainly I've had, you know, mixed messages along the way as to what that should be or how it should be. But one of the things that I'm, I'm getting to, to understand more and more every day is that this is a completely abundant universe. And I wanted to ask you about the message for today, the message for the book, and what you might say or what prayer you might share to empower people to take that next step so that they too can live an amazing life. Uh, some uh, a friend I was just uh, talking with the other day, and and I was talking about some anxiety, and I had, and he said to me, he said this lovely thing. He said, he said, just wake up with a smile. Well, prayer is a smile that you put on your face and and put on your life. So, wake up with a smile, which is a way of opening up to the goodness of God in your heart. I love that. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for doing what you do. It's really been wonderful to have you on the show. Um, And, you know, for those of you out there, the book is called 10 Prayers You Can't Live Without How to Talk to God About Everything. And again, you can find out more about Rick. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. You're listening to us right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com, or you're probably listening on the DrPatShow.com, or you're probably listening on any of our affiliate stations that uh, you're listening on, or any other place you might have downloaded this show, whether it be live or later. Uh, Short break, everyone. Uh, We'll be right back with the show.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.